Welcome to Folk and Beyond with Air Stephen for a journey into contemporary folk music from all over the planet. Hey y'all, this is Elizabeth Cook. You're listening to WTJU, Charlottesville, Virginia, 91.1. I know this guy, he's all wrong for me. He wears shirts that are tripping on LSD. I must be high as a kite on diesel fumes. He's got me sporting bell bottoms and braced to school. I never thought he'd get this far, certainly not in that kind of funky ass car. He's been picking me up every day at the curb in his 1972 refurb. I told him your car is creepy, man, and not in a gangster kind of way, but in a perv kind of way. You got a lot of nerve driving that kind of car and taking me fishing out to the Wanna go to the fights in your Camino That was El Camino from Elizabeth Cook off of Elizabeth Cook's CD, Welder. On the phone with us today, we have Elizabeth Cook. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks. Thanks for having me. In one song, shirts dripping on LSD, 1972 refurb, perv and nerve, bell bottoms and braids, love making in a disco era. And what is the last lines of that song? Uh, a mullet and mullet. Southern culture. My disclaimer is that a rhyming dictionary was not used in the writing of that song. <laughs> no funk and wagnall here. Southern culture on the skids, they'd love to hear that song. Probably it could cover that baby. I would love it. I wish they would. You know, it's not often. In fact, this may be the first time ever that I've actually spoken to a deity. 
Oh, you must be referring to the Jeffrey Martin film that I was in where I played God. <laughs> Finally, somebody saw me in my appropriate light, <laughs> and he actually brought me to your fair town of Charlottesville there where I stayed and, and uh, played that role, which was really exciting and fun. I'm dying to see this movie. It's got some great stars. Not only are you in it as God, but we've got Ralph Stanley in it, Merle Haggard, Justin yes. Towns Earl, folks that kind of, I guess, are in the same type of vernacular, same type of vein of music that you do. <laughs> you, I, I know a lot of those people. I just played a show with Ralph Stanley recently, which I had never done before, and got to meet him and stand side stage while he sang Old Death and Rank Stranger, which was moving to yeah. put it mildly yeah and so yeah old Jeffrey Martin he got some folks in, in this one and I just can't wait to see it well you're cast as God and you're actually it's kind of a, a, a weird little twist you play God playing yourself right yeah and, and diabolical that, twisted and I guess you're kind of wrathful well yeah I mean she's pissed she's pissed in some <laughs> ways she is she's pissed off he hasn't been doing right, so, you know, somebody's got to do it. It's not always easy being God. God can't be nice all the time. The other women I've seen play God are Deborah Winger. She played God in the movie made by Alan Rudolph in 1987 called Made in Heaven that also had Neil Young and Tom Petty and Rick Ocasek in it. Oh, God, I missed that. And she, I have to look that up. Yeah, she actually played it in drag. So she played a guy that they called Emmett, and not what you expect, is it? It was pretty right. cool. And the other was uh, Alanis Morissette, I think, in Dogma. Yes, I did see that. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this movie because it's a very special movie, My Fool Heart. I guess it'll come out in the spring of 2011, something like that. And it's interesting that a lot of times when people are in these movies, such as yourself, you don't even know what the movie is until it comes out. No, we are in the hands of uh, Jeffrey Martin. So, you know, he has the vision and he pieces it together. And glad I got to be a part of it. Well, let's talk a little bit about Welder. Welder came out in May of this year, and one of the things that struck me on Welder is oftentimes when I go see performers, they'll preface a song with a story that sometimes takes longer than the song does to perform. A lot of times they'll describe the song. It's like they had left something out of the song and they needed to tell you about it. I always say that. Tim Carroll says that. It's like if you got to explain it, <laughs> it's... it's uh, it's not some fault. Yeah, but your songs, in some of them, I can't believe how personal you get. Heroin Addict Sister, there's there's nothing you have, really have to ask about that. It's just so Good. powerful. <laughs> well, the song says it all. And, and, and why don't we play that song right now? It's, it's a, a very amazing tune called Heroin Addict Sister. It needs no introduction from Welder and Elizabeth Cook. She asked for a mama's bathroom And a pot of potato soup She gonna dry out this time if it kills her She wants the whole family in the loop She can ask my death like a stunt man She's a cat with 99 lives She's my heroin addict sister I've known her all my life She's my heroin addict sister 
And I hate to see her go And I hate to see her holding on The end of the same old road She pushes a tiny needle It's like the devil's DNA It takes her somewhere she just gotta go But can't afford to stay Tripped for a while in Connecticut Been married at least five times Every one of them men was crazy about her So she married a couple of them twice She's a certified underwater welder She can cook clean and crochet she can flash a smile from her sweet weary soul That'll melt all your doubts away She's my Harold Maddie's sister And I hate to see her go And I hate to see her holding on At the end of the same old rope She's hide the homeless shelter when she's had it out with my knees She don't notice the holes in her clothes Are perverted Orlando police Been so mad I wanted to kill her So word I had to cry Such crazy stories I can't help but laugh So scared when she's gonna die Outside of Atlanta Been dodging in big old trucks You know she cleaned up at Tennessee one time before She just needs a couple hundred bucks And she just needs to be with us We all say thank God mama Ain't here to go through it this time She's in heaven telling them making county cops Better give her baby a ride And they got to her just in time She's my heroin addict sister And I hate to see her go And I hate to see her holding on The end of the same old road the end of the same old road Always at the end of a road We're talking with Elizabeth Cook. We're speaking about Welder, the new CD. You're on a long tour for Welder. You're playing a lot of gigs all over the country. Who's playing with you in those gigs? I have Tim Carroll with me on electric guitar and Bones Hillman. On upright bass, he was in the band Midnight Oil. They are a big rock band in the 90s. They're from Australia. Yeah, I remember Midnight Oil. That seems like a strange band. A lot of people are moving to Nashville. Robert Plant's hanging around Nashville. John Paul Jones is gigging with Gillian and that whole group. Kind of interesting. Yeah, there's a thing. The music industry is, is it's a small town, really, but the music industry here is vast, and there are many, many facets to it. Certainly, the 
indie artist uh, scene is is booming. You know, Christian music has a huge base here, and then there's the commercial country world. There's such a wealth of players and writers that converge here that the talent pool is really deep. I mean, I could literally put together a really good, solid, last-minute band on my block in East Nashville. No doubt about it. So it's, it's a great community to live in, and I think that's an attraction for a, a lot of artists. Jack White wanted to live here. It's a great place to raise kids and stuff. I say it's not a southern town. I don't think it's it's the south, really. It's more Appalachian Midwest feeling to me. But, um, Don Was is the producer of this. He is. He's so precious, so love him so much. Just became a good friend instantly. When I met him, Todd Snyder quite deliberately hooked us up with the vision that we should record together, and um, that happened pretty quickly. It's been not something that I thought or would have dreamed up. It felt really cool that it happened, and I feel really lucky that it happened. It was during the time that you released your last CD, Balls, and this CD, Welder, your mother passed away, and you pay tribute to your mother with, you have Mama's Funeral, And I'd like to go to that right now, and then we'll talk a little bit more. Okay. Here's Mama's Funeral from Welder and Elizabeth Cook. Organs didn't play You could hear the lonesome sway Of a local guitar man He played songs we all did further along the boys drank beer out by the bar at mama's funeral old bird showed up to sing as we gather round the upper swing that feeling the pain off the boards and her pillow set all faded and torn Children all took turns Trying to find the words Just want to say something right About the best friend they found in life And explain it to the nurses that came From the hospital to mama's funeral Just 
you could hear the lonesome sway of a local guitar man. He played Hey Wailing songs. We all did further along. The boys drank beer out by the bar at Mama's funeral. Pretty flowers blending by her hair Her guitar in the corner sitting on the stand This is here Stephen speaking with Elizabeth Cook. That was Mama's Funeral off of Welder. Joyce Cook, your mother, had you singing when you were young, young, young. She did. Uh, well, her story was that she heard me out on my swing set singing like a rhinestone cowboy. She said I was only just barely talking, but I had was able to sing a melody and retain lyrics, I guess, at that age. And so she thought it was fun to teach me songs and get me to sing them, Hank Williams songs and stuff like that. And then your father moved in behind on the other side of the fence, and that's where they met, across the fence. Yep, yep, that's true. <laughs> so are you the only child of your father and your mother? Yes, I am. Mother was 42 when I was born, daddy was 48. He had just gotten out of jail for running moonshine, and he had was living there with a woman and her three sons. And Mama said those three boys were were just awful mean. And she looked over there one day, and all those boys and Daddy were all sitting on the porch with their head hung, and she knew that that woman had left. And she did. And so Mama felt sorry for them and made them a pot of beans, and, and that's when they sort of met. And your father had an interesting story. He learned to weld while he was in the pen, and thinking that, you know, well, I can make some moonshine, I can make my own stills with this, and came out and became the, the mobile welder that saved the people's irrigation lines. He did. He sort of became a local hero, ironically, after that. One of his last positions with an organized crime ring he worked with was that he was a steel supervisor. So he was in charge of the output of a lot of the steels, and so he really got interested he was undereducated, but an intelligent man, and he was interested in their in their output and sort of refining the process to make the best liquor they could make and have the most output from their ingredients and stuff. So he thought while he was in jail, he could build his own, he could really fine-tune and even improve upon the process for better production. And yeah, when he got out, somehow he managed to stay out of trouble long enough and, and one day had the foresight to go down to the bank, which he always dressed up. He would get a cigar, which he didn't even smoke cigars, but he would get a cigar <laughs> and put on a suit, a badly fitting suit, you know, a bunch of old spots, and go down to the bank like that was going to make a difference with him loaning him money. But apparently it did. Somebody down there gave him enough to get a, a welding unit that he put on the back of a truck. And pretty soon, you know, he was making calls where he could drive right out into the fields in the Florida sun and save a crop in the afternoon when they had irrigation pots first. So yeah, he was uh, an important part of the, the local economy down there in central Florida before it was all retirement communities and there were a lot more watermelon farms and stuff down there then and uh, he was a big part of that. 
says on your CD that you both strive, you and your father both strive to leave your mark. And also you're dedicating this in the loving memory of Joyce Cook, your mother. And you cover, I'm beginning to forget, that probably was written from a different angle, but it certainly fits right after Mama's funeral on this CD. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really happy that I got to cut that. Rodney Crowell came in and sang so generously on it. I'm real proud of how it came out. Here's I'm Beginning to Forget from Elizabeth Cook. I'm beginning to forget you A little more each day Oh, I know Elizabeth, you have your own radio show every morning, as a matter of fact. Yes. How do you do? Did you do one this morning? Yes. Is it done live? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I have to pre-record based on my schedule. It's on a 
Satellite Radio, Sirius XM's Outlaw Country Channel, and I'm the basically drive time morning DJ, 6 to 10 Eastern Time. Is it talk radio or is it both? Uh, it's both. It's mostly music, mostly music. But yeah, I blab in there in between songs, you know, mindless dribble. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe you get up at 6 in the morning, play till 2 in the morning, and get up at 6. I sleep a lot during the day. I lay around and watch soap operas all day. How, how did you end up getting that gig? Was that something that somebody called you up about it, or was it something you were seeking out? I was on a promotional tour for the Bald album, and I was doing something for Outlaw Country there, an interview with them about the Bald's record. And the uh, guy that was interviewing me is also the program director, and they were looking for some estrogen for the channel. And, and he said, would you mind auditioning? And I said, I'm really not interested. And he said, well, just audition, and then we'll just have it. And I'll talk to little Steven Van Vance, like the boss of the channel, and then we can decide. So... Next thing I know, I was on one day a week, then I was on two days a week, then I was on five days a week, and that's been like three years ago now. Well, you give good radio. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun thing, and there are so many people that are listening, and it's really been a lot of fun for me to get to do it. A big surprise, un- unexpected. I'll never know how far my arms can reach around you.
is the only song that came from sort of years gone by that I wrote with a guy named Jerry Sally and Jim McBride and just an old country shuffle. And I took advantage of my friendship with Dwight Yoakam to have him sing on that with me. And it was a great experience making that record. I wish it for every artist that tries to do this and sort of has an artistic standard for themselves. They feel like they're not reaching and that it's so hard, so frustrating to, to get that out. And, and Welder's, you know, not perfect in my mind. There's a lot of things I would do to fix it, but it was the first time that I really felt like I was able to exhale and feel a little bit of gratification at the end of making a record. And I wish that for every artist that, that's trying to do this. Who's the girl inside of the blue screen light? Sun is just pouring out. Everything's out of sight. Turn around, the room is just black and white. She's whispering, na 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 Was this the first record that you got to choose all the songs, basically? You brought the songs to the table that you wanted to do, and, and you were basically in control of this CD? Yeah, I'd say that I was. I mean, that was true with the Balls album, too. And really, you know, going back to the Blue record, content-wise, I've always sort of been the one calling the shots, because I'm pretty stubborn about that. The recording process and the musicians, not until Welder did I really have uh, the input. And really, it was just the musicians. I mean, I'm not going to tell Don Woods how to mic an amp. So I never questioned any of that. He flew in his engineer from Hollywood. They mixed it. I, I didn't uh, really have a lot to offer. I just started hanging out when, when that part was going on. And his experience was so cool to draw upon because... For me, I can write all these songs, but there are just it's another song amongst a hundred other songs, and what's great and what's not, and it's a little difficult to self-edit before you've been out and played them for people, and you have that feedback, and so to be able to just show him everything that was in my book, and uh, we sat out in Hollywood one night for a few hours, and I sat there with the guitar on the couch and just played his song after song, and he took notes, and I was really able to trust with what he said. That's special. That's okay. That one's really good. That one's not good enough. You know, that that kind of input really is so important. He's the curator of it in that way. Let's hear something he curated. Let's go to a little bit of a, a, a the upbeat portion of the CD. Yes to booty on your CD. You don't need the booze. You just want the booty. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um... <clears throat> with a message. <laughs> yeah. People will remember. And let's hear Yes to Booty, and then we'll be right back with Elizabeth Cook. Why can't I just let you love me? We've been working all week, and it's Saturday. We give all the rounds like a way off our bed. 
with Elizabeth Cook. Your degree was in what, accounting and computer science or something? Yeah. Is there something after music? Well, n- not necessarily. I mean, I, I my head's a funny place, I guess, and I really liked school. I did well at it. My parents didn't notice that much. It just really wasn't in there. You know, their education had not been a major player in their lives. My mother being from Charleston, West Virginia, and and Daddy, of course, coming up on that cotton plantation, he finished the sixth grade. But I did really well in school, and I really liked it, and I sort of rebelled against what was obviously laid out for me to do was to go be a country singer in Nashville immediately upon graduation from high school. And uh, I just didn't want to do it. I just didn't see it, wasn't interested in it and wanted to go to college. And uh, my parents didn't understand that choice at all. We didn't have any money. You know, they didn't know how that was going to work. They didn't understand it. But I fought through and got my degree, and I practiced as an auditor for Pricewaterhouse for 18 months before I got a job writing songs, and I bailed and uh, went back to the music. 
Well, it certainly doesn't hurt in this day and age with music being ubiquitous and trying to figure out how you actually get paid to do your art that you have a, a bit of business in accounting and computer science behind you. I see it very clearly. I run a spreadsheet on every tour that I do. I project my numbers and I, I know what I'm getting into. I don't have some sort of trust fund or anything like that to fall back on. So if I'm going to do this and survive and not be a ward of the state, then I'll have to figure out a way to be profitable at it. And I enjoy that part of it. I like understanding that part of it. I constantly shift back and forth between left and right brain a lot. You won't have the manager like Mickey Hart who stole all the money. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> He'd be a dead man. And That's right. No, no. I, I, I've had one company, and I don't go unnamed in the music business, that, that flat out stole from me. And I called them, and I called them on it. They're a big, powerful company down on Music Row, and I had no resources to fight them. But I was able to exit the situation, and I, I told them, one day I want to write an expose on you. It's interesting to understand the, the accounting of it. It is. Sometimes it takes balls to be a woman Standing up to a test While wearing a party dress Sometimes love can be deceiving
Elizabeth Cook, very talented songwriter, just received some awards in Nashville as top country songwriter, Nashville scene or something like that. Um, yes, that was a, a nice surprise. Also, as you can tell, you better be on your toes around Elizabeth because she's right there and sharp as a tack. <laughs> well, some days more than others. <laughs> Thanks so much for being with us, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. Appreciate y'all. I'm crazy about you, baby. It don't do no good. I can tell it to the movie. I Folk and Beyond with Air Stephen for a journey into contemporary folk music from all over the planet.